Episode 284 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal started this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff, sitting in for Bill. Well, there's a lot going on in downtown Wichita right now, and a lot on the horizon. It's a good time to sit down with Jason Gregory, Executive Vice President of Downtown Wichita, to talk about the goings-on and what he sees ahead for downtown. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The cover story for this week's 84-page paper is our 2022 Executives of the Year. 28 leading executives from the Wichita area are profiled, and you can learn about their successes, their challenges, and the advice they have for aspiring leaders. Our Executives of the Year section begins on page 17. Our lists this week have a higher ed feel. They're the four-year colleges and universities list in Kansas, and then it's the two-year Kansas Community and Technical Colleges list. Take a look at fall enrollments, per credit hour costs, and read about a new transfer agreement program that helps community and tech college students make their way to Kansas private colleges. The lists begin on page 10. We have the annual Corporate Citizenship Awards in this week's paper as well. We profile the seven National Philanthropy Day honorees as named by the Wichita chapter of the Association of Fundraising Professionals. Corporate Citizenship begins on page 41. And that's still not all in this 84-page behemoth of a paper. Our quarterly Excellence in Healthcare series returns with a look at standout healthcare professionals. Excellence in Healthcare begins on page 63. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 79. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Jason Gregory is Executive Vice President of Downtown Wichita. It's the 501c3 with a mission of revitalizing and enhancing Wichita's core area. It's great to have him on the podcast to talk about the goings-on in the center of the city. Jason, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, Kirk. Thanks so much for having me. Before we get started on downtown, I never like to assume that listeners know all about a guest. So tell me about your background. You're from Sedgwick County originally, right? Take it. You take it from there. Yeah, so no, I'm actually, ironically, I'm a farm kid from Southwest Sedgwick County, now leading the urban revitalization in the urban core. So no, uh, kidding aside, I, I literally, I grew up in a, a tractor uh, my whole life. My family farms I still do, uh, Southwest Sedgwick County, and went on to get, a, I got a bachelor's degree from Fringe University. I majored in business and finance mostly because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And after school, I I ended up doing some soul searching and went back to school, uh, K-State, and I got a master's degree in landscape architecture. So that's that's really where I started professionally was in landscape architecture and urban planning, urban design. And that's, I mean, obviously you can see the road that kind of got me to what I'm doing today, but definitely didn't set out to work in economic development. So talk about that transition. How did you how did you get to this point? You've been with downtown Wichita about 10 years now. 
Yeah. So been here almost 12, be 12 years in March, but you know, my background, so right out of school, I, my wife and I went to Kansas city and I, I really cut my teeth in as a landscape architect, uh, working on a lot of downtown Kansas city projects. So at that time, this was early two thousands, the sprint arena. Um, I did the site plans for, for that project. Our, our, uh, firm was a part of that consortium. The Federal Reserve Bank, uh, Kansas City Live District planning was going on at that time, downtown streets. So that's really where, um, you know, I, I got an interest in in really urban design and, and urban centers. Um, from there, I, we, when we moved back to Wichita, I actually worked for a local architecture firm here as well. And during the recession, I actually, when there wasn't a lot going on, a lot of our design professionals were were either laid off or that, you know, those firms had to cut back significantly. I went to work for a general contractor for almost four years. And if you remember, Kirk, during like 07, 08, but for the, the USD 259 school bond, there just wasn't a lot of work happening. And I, I built school additions uh, as a project manager. So as a guy who had done site work and done, you know, and now I had to learn about all the architectural plans, mechanical plans, but um, did that, did estimating and project management for them. And so kind of all that background, the business finance, the design, the construction led me to where I'm at today. And, you know, like I said, came and, and found out about the opportunity at, at downtown Wichita. And I've been working on the development down here, like I said, since since the 2011. So you would you would think that maybe somebody in your role when you take on that job has already been immersed in downtown and you have a love of downtown but like you said you're a you're a county kid yeah. uh, uh how much did you know about the inner workings of downtown or did you just immerse yourself in it once you got you there? know I, I obviously there's all the all the lingo all the incentive programs there's stuff like that that you know unless you're you're involved with it every day you're you're not thinking about i think what's interesting is i worked on you know after projects were realized so the design and construction process i didn't have a lot of experience when when you talk about you know how do you put that project or put that deal together and what are all the the puzzle pieces that have to align just right from a real estate standpoint and so it was fun. It's still same skills. I really feel like, you know, problem solving, you know, design is problem solving. So uh, let's talk about downtown Wichita. It's been around for about 20 years. Uh, mm -hmm. Used to be known as Wichita Downtown Development Corporation, kind of the, the full name. Um, and so you've been, you know, you've been around for more than half of the time. Talk about the mission of downtown Wichita and and has it changed or has it grown or or just kind of flexed over the years, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it was it started as a nonprofit in 2001. And essentially it was the downtown stakeholders and property owners that came together um, to create the organization. We we contract with the city for the economic development services that we provide. And we're actually self-funded through the SMID, there's an acronym for it, Self-Supported Municipal Improvement District. And so, but yeah, the, I'd say the organization has seen a little bit of an evolution over time. And I think a lot of those, you know, when when it, when we got started, Kirk, it was a lot of just trying to entice people to come back to downtown. So um, we granted a lot of funding for events and, and other things like that. 
Um, but uh, I mean, when Jeff Fleur got here in 2008 and, you know, saw the need for project downtown and really setting a vision, having a blueprint that our community could really follow. I think we, at that point, um, we retooled the organization to be more economic development focused because we knew we had to, to get some of these projects underway in order to realize that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we like to do at the Business Journal and we like to ask others uh, is, is comparing ourselves as a city yeah. with other cities in the region. Um, and I guess I wonder if downtown Wichita does that. Do, how much do you or should you compare your downtown to others in the Midwest? Well, I think you have to compare yourself to others. Number one, I mean, we we all exist in a competitive environment. So in the world of economic development, it is a competition. We're competing for businesses. We're competing for talent. So in in that you know, in that form, we we have to be comparative. But I think, and I th- also think there's always lessons learned. And I think that's where there's there's cities who are ahead of us potentially, or you know, that are larger metropolitan areas that there's nuggets that we can bring back to our community. And you know, the city to city trips that the chamber do, does, I think those are always valuable to bring um, something back to our community. But I think we have to stop short of. Of, of copying something we see somewhere somewhere else. Um, I think we have to always, you know, keep in mind how make it Wichita's own version of something and, and not as exact, you know, duplication. In the reverse, are there things that work in Wichita's downtown that may not work elsewhere? Oh, yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of things that we've been able to do. And in fact, I know peer communities are envious of um, the residential is one of those that we've been able to achieve in the last 10 years. I know Tulsa and other communities, even Oklahoma City, to some extent, I mean, on a per capita, we're we're far exceeding what they've been able to accomplish in the same time frame from a residential multifamily residential standpoint. So so that's exciting. And, and I think there's different reasons for that. You know, we had some building inventory, so to speak, some vacant office that we've been able to convert. That they may not have had. They 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 had a, a larger office present. They didn't necessarily have that mass exodus in the late '90s, early 2000s that maybe we did. So, mm-hmm. uh, was that the key? Getting some developers to to take what I guess would be a risk in, in those years to to work on multifamily downtown where it hadn't been done or had done as much before. Sure. I mean, early on you know, all of the multifamily projects, well, for the most part, were greater old town. They were, they used historic tax credits. So they were the historic buildings that got converted. And what we saw when we did project downtown was that, A, we weren't achieving maybe the price points that what we could. And, you know, there was a lot of skepticism. There were a lot of people that didn't think we could do that. We had some developers who were new and kind of took project downtown to heart and and followed it almost as a script. And they were able to move the needle and to kind of test some of these things. And and I think I think they just opened the eyes of other developers and others to say, hey, yes, we can do this as a community. And that was a that was kind of a pivotal point when we started seeing increases in rents and and a different type of product coming into the market. Can you look ahead and see what, you know, you've had momentum in multifamily downtown. 
Uh, I'll let you put a number of years on it, but look ahead and see, do you, do you see that continuing or what's going to be the key? Well, absolutely. You know, we, we, so we tried One of the things we did from the beginning is we've always been, um, it's always been important to have sure-footed market data. So we've, we've continued to update our market forecast, bringing the same group that was part of project downtown on numerous occasions. So as you can imagine, after we bring several hundred units on, everybody gets a little bit, you know, can we bring on another project? Can we absorb it? And so we, we test that and we we ask that question. What we found last fall, so we just updated all of our market forecasts uh, in, at the end of 2021. Not only have we exceeded where we were before, but, you know, we're we're forecasting that we can we can double almost what we've already achieved today. And that's a you know, that's a seven to 10 year outlook. But that's exciting to think about that. And I mean, and it's true. It's playing out right now in downtown. Nearly everything is 100 percent occupied. A lot of the 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 properties have waiting lists. So that it, it is true. And I think as demographics change, you know, we've seen, you know, primarily a, a single younger uh, audience. But as the baby boomers, you know, their their children, they become empty nesters. We're seeing that population that wants to be in an urban environment. They want to be able to lock the door and go visit the kids in another city. So it's I, I think the the opportunities I think they're going to be there for for some time. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the younger generations, and that's what I kind of want to talk about as we talk about specific projects. You know, five years ago, the thought of not only one, but two medical schools in the downtown core wasn't <laughs> wasn't envisioned. Uh, and, and now one is open and another is is hopefully on the horizon. What kind of game changer is that for downtown, both the projects? Well, I think you said it. It is a game changer. And, you know, I'll start with the the DO school, the Kansas Com uh, Osteopathic Medical College. I mean, that took, you know, so much tenacity from Suda Tokola to pull that project off first off. But when you when you walk by that building today and the lights are on and you see med students inside and I see people in their white coats in the coffee shop, I mean, I just can't tell you the impact that that's having, both from an economic impact, you know, we know what those are, those are measurable outcomes, but just that, that social impact and the vitality that they bring, the presence that students bring to any downtown. And, and I think if you look at most major metropolitan areas, a lot of them have some post-secondary education component to them. And that's something that, that we really haven't had in downtown Wichita. Now you layer on, you know, the vision that, Dr. Muma and Dr. Samari have laid out for, for KUWSU's biomed campus. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the golden ticket. It, it really is, uh, and, it, and it will be tremendous as far as, I mean, I really think it'll, it's going to propel us into a whole new era for downtown. Just the numbers alone, and I know you've talked about them um, in articles and on, on this podcast, 3,000 students, 200 faculty, you know, 400,000 square feet of office, uh, over a $300 million investment. Those are order of magnitude numbers that that really, really start to change uh, a place. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your conversations and in, in downtown Wichita's conversations with both of these projects that at, at, as they began? 
journalists by definition are skeptical. And when there was an announcement about, you know, renovating five sure. important downtown Wichita buildings and creating an osteopathic medical school, of course, we were a little skeptical. But by gosh, it happened. Um, was there initial skepticism when they came to you or, uh, you know, how do you how do you view something like that when somebody says this is a really big project we're bringing? Sure. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, in the real estate world, you're right. Nothing is real until they cut the ribbon. And, uh, you know, of, of course, we uh, we objectively, you know, every project that comes to us, there's there's a certain amount of skepticism. But in the end, we're going to put just as much effort towards making that project or real helping to realize that project as we can, because you just never know. And there's so many factors Kurt, that, that that can impact a project you know, that are sometimes even out of the project's control, whether that's the economy or interest rates or inflation, right? Uh, there's so many things that you don't know. And so our task, and I, you know, when projects come to us, it's really to to facilitate and and really bring the the necessary partners to the table, if that's the city, if that's, you know, other private sector partners, it's it's to to figure out and and solve the challenges so that we can realize it for our community. But yeah, I mean, that project was, I, I think there were a lot of doubters and there were a lot of potential hurdles and roadblocks, but kudos for her tenacity and seeing that through because it's, it's just a tremendous win for our community. Then talk about the, the Wichita state university of Kansas partnership. And do you remember your first conversations about it? And do you remember thinking, you know, like you're thinking now, this is just as just as big as it gets. Yeah, I mean, and what's funny is initially we didn't really understand the order of magnitude because they hadn't done any of their programmatic work. I think for us, it was the the notion of two public universities like that coming together for a common good. Uh, we know we our healthcare uh, professional challenges. That we have not not only just right now, Kirk, but into the future, we're going to have to have an educated workforce to not only meet the needs for the region, but the entire state of Kansas. And so, the fact that you had two universities come together and have that vision, and and understand the the economic impact it can have in the core of our city, is just I mean, it's tremendous leadership, it's tremendous vision, and so obviously we're, we're, we're big fans. And so once this announcement is made and it, you know, you're moving forward, how does it change how you and downtown Wichita look at the core? Um, there are so like, like Richard Muma has said on the podcast, there are so many things around this project and around the KCOM, the Kansas com project that are really in themselves, big deals for the downtown. Yeah, I think, that's the thing too that we're we're trying to get our our arms around is the the ripple effect, so to speak. You know, like like I mentioned the the market forecast that we did last year that didn't take into account this this biomedical campus. Uh, and so, order of magnitude, you know, we know it's going to positively impact the multifamily. There's going to be an increased demand um, for more residential units. We know it's going to have a positive impact on office. So. And, and just, I mean, retail, I mean, your coffee shops, your restaurants, everybody's going to benefit from that. And so things that maybe years ago, you know, we're just barely making it. I mean, it it really 
helps move the needle. And so that's exciting to think about because building downtown, it's about critical mass. It's about, you know, it's about one project building on the next. And and this one's going to be a huge catalyst. Uh, <clears throat> we're at least four years away from, from break, cutting that ribbon, as you mentioned, uh, for the biomedical campus. Um, what priorities does downtown Wichita take in that at least a four-year period? Is there anything to, to sure on that? Well, path? you know, projects of this magnitude, it it always takes partnerships. So we know there's going to be uh, public sector is going to be have to be at the table. We know there's you know there's going to have to be uh, investments in infrastructure, streetscape, parking. Um, those types of assets will have to be you know well thought out. How does circulation work when you've got this many people coming in and out? Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a huge opportunity for us. And you know, I, I think from a design standpoint too, it can set a new standard for us from a a, a downtown aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the focuses for us in every project is density, and you know, really thinking about how do you how do you densify this downtown because we we have a large geographic area, and so density will and continue to be very important. Uh, I think in the public's mind, and at least in the media's mind, I'll speak for the Business Journal, the the emphasis on two medical campuses has kind of taken the spotlight away from the Riverfront Legacy Master Plan, you know, and, and timing has just been just so unfortunate with that. We were, I, th- I think, you know, Populous was ready to introduce the plan to city and county leaders and, their, and then the public when the pandemic hit. Uh, and it's, yeah. you know, it's been pretty quiet since then, uh, but that doesn't take away the needs for a new performing arts and new convention priorities here in, in sure. the downtown area. Uh, what can you say about where all those plans stand and what should priorities be going forward? Yeah, sure. Well, the riverfront has to remain. And I, I would tell you right now, it is still a, a, a focus for us. It has to remain a priority. I think what that planning process really helped us do was it helped our community recognize that this area, um, you know, it's important. I think the community really values the riverfront. And and number one, they agree that this this riverfront is a space that that needs to be welcoming to everyone. Um, I think the new approach is to think more holistically, you know, from what Adam Smith is talking about at Exploration Place all the way down to Water Walk, we have multiple opportunities that we can we can act on, we can move on right now. And so I think that is where we're going to really focus um, in the coming coming months and coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't get a, can't let you get away without a century two question. Uh, sure. From from what I hear city leaders say and county leaders say, they almost seem, without saying it, a little resigned to the fact that it's going to stay in some form. Um, what What is downtown Wichita's position? Well, I, I think we know that that C2 doesn't meet industry standards for conventions or performing arts. We've studied that. We We know, you know, what we need to do. We know we're missing out on upwards of $40 million in economic impact because we don't have 
industry standard facilities. And those are, you know, those are real dollars to our community that I, I don't think anyone wants to leave on the table. So I, I think our focus needs to be on addressing or, or solving and, and, and going after facilities that do meet those needs. But, but I guess in, in our sense, progress has to be our focus. It can't just be focused on one building. And I think, unfortunately, that's what that planning process ended up being about, was so focused on just Century 2 alone versus, and I talked about the, the numerous opportunities of um, along the riverfront. I think that that's where we're going to kind of pivot. You mentioned Exploration Place and what Adam Smith has in mind there uh, with the I guess we call it an amphitheater that that yeah. kind of looks over the keeper and what something that could really be cool. Uh, what other projects are out there that are that maybe are under the radar a little bit that that which attention and, and business leaders should know about? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a whole bunch of projects that are in project due diligence right now, and my hope is in the coming months they'll you know they will be. They'll be in the business journal. Um, but the city behind the scenes, I, th I think we have, well, there's the Commerce and St. Francis Street improvements. You know, that whole area we've seen in other parts of downtown where the public sector has invested in a street or parking asset, and it's really unlocked the potential for private sector to invest. I think that's an area that is going to continue to, to really take off, especially after those uh, streetscape improvements are made. The city is also working towards a a final uh, streetscape plan and and parking plan. And you know, with their adoption, it'll allow us then to focus on certain corridors, converting some more of our 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 one ways to two way streets. And those are all those are all important things that and and you know, from a streetscape standpoint, that adds more parking or bike lanes or you know, street trees and street amenities, those all add to um, what we're able to accomplish uh, from an individual project standpoint. So I, I don't want to lose sight of, of that. Um, and I think the real the city's really committed to solving um, some of our circulation and some of our parking needs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask what the next big thing in mind is for in, in your eyes for downtown Wichita, and obviously we're, you know, four or five years away from opening a biomedical campus. So that's that's one big thing. Are there other things that you think long term for Wichita can can happen downtown? Absolutely. You know, I, I always say when I get that question, what's you know, what's the silver bullet? There There is no one thing. Um, You know, we're not going to we're not going to quit once we get you know, biomedical, then we're going to be looking for the next opportunity. And really, if you think about it, all the progress that we've made to date has prepared us for this opportunity, for the biomed opportunity. It's preparing us for the riverfront. And, you know, when when we meet with companies, they're seeing that progress. They're interested in moving their headquarters or moving their, you know, their business to Wichita because they've seen that incremental investment. They've seen that incremental progress. And so I, I don't think it's one one thing. It's that incremental approach. Every project's going to build upon the next one. But I I'd have to laugh. I didn't say I was really excited about the biomed campus. 
<laughs> I can see it in everybody's eyes downtown right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Jason Gregory of downtown Wichita, thanks so much for, for being with us on the podcast this week. It's great to get your insights. We appreciate it. Hey, Kirk, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 284. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.